0: Well, if status quo is a good thing, then I guess everything is hunky-dory in the place of Major League Baseball and whether or not we're going to play in the year 2020. And Ken Griffey Jr., well, he's back in the headlines, but all for good things. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along tonight on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. And alongside to talk about things that are happening in Major League Baseball and the Reds and the Indians, let's bring in our resident Reds expert, Blake Watson. Blake, how are you tonight?
1: I'm really good. I love being called an expert, too. That makes me really happy.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I understand it was your son's birthday over the weekend.
1: Sure he was. Big nine years old. Yeah. Had a great time at the pool party. It was, it was a good day. I,
0: I saw that picture on Facebook of you in the pool and immediately I sent it off to Speedo, uh, so maybe I could get you a contract to be a male model, but unfortunately, Blake, they turned it down.
1: That's, that's, that is very, very, uh, disheartening because I would be fantastic in a Speedo. <laughs>
0: We're gonna hold it right there. <laughs> I
1: without a doubt, I without a doubt have the confidence to pull one off, that's for sure. There you maybe go. Maybe not, maybe confidence isn't the right word. It's the lack of giving a crap what anybody else thinks. That's what I have.
0: <laughs> you and me both, right? <laughs> yeah, amen, brother. Amen. Well, you know, what? in Major League Baseball. The Indians would be off today and getting ready to head into San Diego for a two-game road trip against the Padres, while the Reds would be off today uh, getting ready to begin a six-game homestand against the Cubs beginning tomorrow night. But unfortunately, that's not what is happening. You know, I want to get into some more math here as we get into this, Blake, like I did last week, but... Right now, Rob Manfred has issued pretty much the last proposal that Major League Baseball is going to put together to the players. They were supposed to vote on it yesterday. Basically, what it gave the players was a 60-game regular season with full prorated pay. Now, that's what I'm going to get into here in a minute as far as the math is concerned. But the the players were supposed to vote on it yesterday. They did not because of this new outbreak of the coronavirus covid-19 they've had to shut down all the spring training sites because of the amount of that have happened and now the question is whether or not they've even got anywhere to go to play
1: yeah i don't i don't know what it's going to look like with this this uh this second wave although it doesn't i mean i know there's cases rising all over the place but doesn't seem to be the story that it was, you know, three, four months ago. So I don't know what it looks like. The thing that really bothers me about this whole thing is, you know, a week ago, it was the players all tweeting, tell us when and where, tell us when and where. And he tried to do that and they said no. Right. Um, it's, it, this thing is just, it's getting even worse every day.
0: Well, here's where I want to get into the math with you, Blake, because this really does get kind of funny. The the owners have gone ahead and said, Okay, we'll play sixty regular season games with full prorated pay. Now if you take sixty games and divide it into one hundred get thirty seven percent of their salary. Now that Now, if they would have gone with the regular system where they were going to play
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy um that they're they're holding it up for that. You know what I mean? Um it's uh, again, I just don't know a good way to even talk about it at this point. It's gotten so hard to even think about talking about what's going on. Um it's I don't, I don't, it's so hard, man.
0: and that only leaves 66 days to play 60 games. Blake, would you agree with me that baseball is not a sport that is best played in a short span of time? It's more of a marathon where you can get away with it with basketball, you can get away with it with hockey, you can get away with it with football. But really, baseball is more of a marathon than a sprint.
1: Absolutely. those, Those, you know... There's a reason we've always played 162. Those sports, the talent level on your team is way more important than anything else. Um, baseball, you can, you know, you can get by with less talented players if your team really gels or you get the timely hits or you have a pitcher that has a career year, you have a dominating bullpen. Um, there are things that can get you through a year that aren't tip, aren't typically talents because if it was, it would be, the Yankees and the Red Sox in the World Series every single year, right. and that's just not the case because they would pay the most money for the most talented players and get there. Um, it, it's baseball is so much more intricate, so many more little details that you have to do and have to be good at to be successful. That it makes it a lot uh, um, a lot more difficult to to project winners based on a short series. I mean for 4 or 5 years in a row we knew going into the NBA season the Golden State Warriors if they stayed healthy were going to be in the in the uh, NBA finals. No one had enough talent to beat them. Um you could say you know the Dodgers are the best team in the bigs right now but that doesn't mean they're going to play for the World Series. Right. So it's it's tough.
0: Yeah, and that letter that Manfred sent Clark also contained a proposal to cancel the expanded playoffs, remember that that the owners had offered them 16 teams, eight in each league in the playoffs at the end of the regular season. And there would be the universal DH rule for both leagues to follow up this season. But they have contained a proposal to cancel both of those for next year if a full season isn't played by 2020. And by conceding those points, the owners could – alleviate any concern that the players have about surrendering leverage in the CBA negotiations after the 2021 season. You know, realistically, the players aren't going to surrender any leverage whatsoever. It's the best union in the world right now, and as much as people hate it, it's still one of the most solid unions that are available right now.
1: The re- the real problem though is it is a very strong union and I come from a union family so I have too. every respect for the union. My father was a teamster for thirty seven years. Yep. Um, and that was the strongest union that ever walked the face of the earth. Yeah. With you know the old school Jimmy Hoffa leading the charge. I've got pictures of my great grandfather at rallies with Jimmy Hoffa. Wow. You know him personally. Um. So, so where yeah, do you he think the- he's at? <laughs> I don't know. The Irishman was pretty convincing. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, my father or my great great grandfather was the president of the local one hundred here in Cincinnati and during the same time frame. But anyway, I digress obviously. Um the problem though is somebody needs to get to these players. I don't know if it's Tony Clark, I don't know if it's one super wealthy, super high end player, if it's an older player, if it's a you know, if it's a Cal Ripken Jr. or something like that. The players are at this point negotiating against their own interests. That's the problem that I have because we've talked about this on a weekly basis, that every week or every time this comes out, every next bad news hurts them in the next contract. Yep. It hurts the next group of free agents. It hurts the next group of players that are gonna get drafted into professional baseball. It, it it's setting the game up to fall on its face. And it's just not good, man. It's just The the baseball is a game that was struggling for fans anyway. And by dragging the people like you and I, who are diehard baseball fans through this ridiculous public shaming from both sides, it's just bad. It's just bad for business for the owners. It's bad for business for the players. The players want to act like it's just bad for business for the ownership. that's just not the case guys like, I don't know. I remember when Mike Leake signed his free agent deal and he was making $11 million a year. I'm like, that guy's not worth $11 million a year. Well, guess what? In a year, a guy like him is not going to be making $11 million a year. They're just not going to have the money to pay it. Right? If they don't play this year, it's baseball as we know it could be over.
0: Yeah. Okay, you you coach youth baseball, and I wanted to ask you
1: this this question. What are the ages that you coach? Uh, I have a 17 and under team.
0: Once they're, once they're in that age range, it really doesn't happen as much. But as far as the little kids are concerned, anywhere, you know, between 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, they imitate, they emulate the Major League Baseball players of their age range. For example, you know, when I was growing up, you know, kids were emulating Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, you know, different players of all time. Uh, you know, back when my kids were playing baseball, You know they were emulating the the uh, Tory Hunters and and players like that, Rod Cruz and players like that. Are any of your players or at the youth league that you're seeing at all emulating any major league baseball players right now?
1: No, I would say they're pretty much doing their own thing. I don't think I don't think that's nearly as much a thing with this generation as it was prior because. You know, I don't think they're. I think they enjoy playing baseball. I don't think they're fans of baseball the way we grew up fans of baseball. All right, um, and that's sad. I mean, I have a group of 15, 7, 16, 17 seventeen, seventeen-year-old kids who could really feels like care less whether or not Major League Baseball gets played. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit, I I see it both ways. Um, If baseball can only come back for 60 games, I want it to come back for 60 games. Um, Part of that is, you know, my Reds are supposed to be really good. So I want to see this team that, you know, I've been waiting a really long time to see a team that was built from outside the organization and built through free agency and, I've never seen the Reds spend money in my lifetime the way they did this year and I really wanted to see what it would do and it might have been a failure but I wanted to see it and I still do. Um, so that makes it a little difficult uh but in reality my my position is probably just shut the hell up and play. Um, whatever it takes whatever it needs to do just shut up and play. Let's like owner shut up Manfred shut up Tony Clark shut up players shut up everybody shut up fix it and let's play baseball. There's, there's no reason we're not playing baseball right
0: now. Cleveland and Chicago played the Cubs four years ago in 2016. Luckily, the weather didn't disturb that World Series. It could have been really bad. It could have been a disaster between Cleveland and Chicago, but it didn't happen. But if you take this season and just take this season alone and play 81 games and then move the playoffs into warm weather or domed stadiums, you could play yourself into the end of November, maybe early December, and it doesn't matter.
1: I see your point, um, but I don't think again. I think people would watch, and this is a this is a strange, obviously scenario with maybe doing that this year. Um, I don't like the idea of moving the World Series to warm weather climates on a regular given year. Agree. I think that's I think that's ridiculous. Um, those teams earn that right and those fans, you know, whether it blood, sweat and tears is a little bit, you know, too much, but in reality, I've, you know, had sweat and tears over the Reds in the years. I've never bled, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, if the Reds were playing in the world series, I want an opportunity to go to the game mm-hmm. this year. Obviously that's probably not going to be a, the case. No matter if they're in it or not, even if it's in Cincinnati. Um, so I'd be okay with, you know, kind of the, the, the bubble thing that the NBA is talking about for baseball to play. Um, but, you know, I also, regardless of the cases rising, I'm not immune to the fact that the coronavirus is, you know, it's a real thing. But I also, in my personal opinion, you don't think it's as bad as it's been made out to be. So if I can go to Kroger and Walmart, why can't baseball players go to the ballpark and play a baseball game? I mean, There's 17-year-old kids and 15-year-old kids and 9-year-old kids can play – in a in a ballpark with three hundred other people in it, not just players, not just coaches, not just umpires, then why can't you know fifty guys that they're only around those fifty guys show up and play in front of nobody? Yeah. I mean, that's you know we're, we 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 either we either need to shut everything back down or we need to start living our lives and part of living our
0: lives is getting back to sports. I'm going to use two teams as an example, the Reds and the Indians. The 1975 Cincinnati Reds, for example, won 108 games, easily the best record in Major League (laughs) Baseball that year in the regular season. Guess who hosted the World Series? Boston, with less than the best record in baseball. The first two games and the last two games were in Boston for the Red Sox. The 1995 Cleveland Indians won 100 games out of 144, easily the best record in baseball. Who hosted the World Series? The Atlanta Braves. So the best record was, in baseball. Well, how did nothing. they decide
1: who hosted? How did it's, they decide who hosted? Back up then? until
0: up until the the Commissioner of Baseball, and now his name totally escapes me, but the Selig? One, Bud Selig made the All Star Game the the, who, whomever won the All-Star Game won the World Series. It was every other year. The American League had it one year. The National League had it the next year. And they alternated. I,
1: I So as much as I hated the All-Star Game thing, I actually like that better than alternating. Um, but re, in reality, it's whoever has the best record should host it, right? You would think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you would you would think that. But that's not what happens. Now, it is in the regular – in the playoffs – but when it comes to the World Series now, it's just alternating every – well, for example, let me take this one even further. In 1997, when the Indians made the World Series, they did not have the best record in baseball, but they had a better record than the Florida Marlins, who were the wild-card team entering the playoffs, and the Marlins got to host the World Series. That was even more stupid <laughs> than than Atlanta getting to host the World Series two years earlier. That made more – Yeah. Th-
1: there's probably even better better iterations that we can come up with, like what is your record through the playoffs? Um, maybe, you know, like you go to the 75, 76, I don't remember which one it was, but where they didn't lose a game until the, you know what I mean, they, they swept the World Series. They yeah, swept that, the was,
0: that was 76. They swept the Pirates, and, or sw- maybe it was the Phillies. I think they swept the Phillies and swept the Yankees.
1: Right, so if if that if you sweep, then maybe, you know what I mean, like if you're go into the World Series and one team's, you know, 7 and 1, the other team's 7 and 4, the 7 and 1 team should host something like that. Yeah. There's definitely better ways to do it than alternating, that's for
0: sure. Yeah, but that's the way it was always done. See, baseball has always been behind the times. The the only thing baseball has done proactively in my lifetime is institute the DH. My dad hated it. Oh my gosh, did my dad hate the implementation of the designated hitter. Thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. And then to have it in separate leagues, it was even worse. And it continues See, I, that I way.
1: actually always liked, before interleague play, I liked the idea of the team, the, the, the uh, AL and NL playing somewhat different rules. Because you get to the end, and it's not just which team's better, it's which team plays by their set of rules better or which team can adapt, which American League team can come into a National League ballpark and and play small ball and win a game that way, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. But with interleague play and the fact that there's interleague play on every day of the season now, it's stupid, just institute the universal DH and let's move on.
0: Yeah, I I, I think go one way or the other. I I don't care which. I just want it to go one way or the other and let's just get over all this insanity of it. But nonetheless, you know, and and a guy that, you know, ironically – I think he only played DH, I think I remember this uh stat from yesterday, only was a DH five times in his career, Ken Griffey Jr. Boy, there was a great documentary on him last night. Blake, you've got some interesting thoughts on Ken Griffey Jr. and his place in Major League Baseball history.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I'm a child of the 90s, man. I was born in 86. Uh Junior made his debut in '89, and I, as a kid, was one of the biggest baseball fans that ever existed. Junior was my guy. Um, he was my Michael Jordan, my Tiger Woods, my whatever, whatever guy like that you want to bring up. He was—I mean, he was my guy. He was I, the first pair of real name-brand gym shoes I ever owned were a pair of Nike Ken Griffey Juniors. <laughs> Um, we went, when he was still in Seattle, I, I, I had two, two favorite pe- teams. I love the Reds, obviously, but Seattle was my second favorite team. And not only that, I'm born and bred Cincinnati. I know he was born in Denora, Pennsylvania, but he grew up in Cincinnati. Yep. I played on the same little league fields growing up that Ken Griffey Jr. Did. I played on the same high school fields that Ken Griffey Jr. Played on. Um, one of the high school fields I played on at one time had a plaque in right field where. The furthest ball I ever hit here with Ken Griffey Jr. in 1988, like, and and we tried to hit it in batting practice. You know what I mean? We tried to, the best we could. I mean, I emulated his stance, the backwards hat, the kid, the smile. To me, uh, and I, I, I'd argue maybe one or two guys, but in in recent memory, Ken Griffey Jr. is the most naturally gifted baseball player that's ever walked the face of the earth. He can run. He can throw. He could hit, he could hit for power, he could steal bases, he was maybe the best defensive center fielder ever. Um, 10 straight gold gloves before he was traded to the Reds. And then that was I was a huge fan before he ever came to the Reds. And the day I still have the news the Cincinnati Enquirer from the day Ken <laughs> Jr. was announced as the Cincinnati Red. Probably my happiest day as a sports fan. Um my favorite player, the best player in the world, the the guy coming to play for his hometown team that was also my hometown team. I could go to great, well, at that point, Synergy Field and watch my, the best player to walk to face of the earth who, you know, he doesn't get hurt, ends up being the all time home run king. Um, it's just, I have nothing but positive memories about Junior, which is a lot different than probably a lot of Reds fans have because he was so injury-prone when he was in Cincinnati. And, I mean, I could talk about Ken Jr. myself for over an hour based on that documentary.
0: Um, they should have interviewed me. I'd have been good.
1: <laughs> Do you remember
0: the trade? Do you remember who was involved in the trade for him?
1: Uh, I remember the highlight. The, t- the two top guys that were in that deal were Brett Tomko and Mike Cameron. Yep. I don't remember. I know there was a minor leaguer or two. There were two
0: other um, players jake meyer Uh, and antonio perez yeah so
1: exactly why would i remember either of those two yeah um and that's crazy too because that was like the start of that seattle renaissance that they had with a couple other ex-reds guys that got there and started like brett boone went there they went when they went 153,000 games that one year (laughs) i mean it was it was a record i think it still is um, for wins in a season, I mean,
0: actually, the Yankees broke it again. So, oh, did they? Yeah.
1: Uh, so, yeah, I
0: mean, Mike Cameron ended up being the center fielder that replaced Ken Griffey Jr., and he had some career years in Seattle during that time. And really,
1: he, he had the year before that um, was 99 for Cincinnati. And that was the year the Reds lost in the one game playoff, um, to the Mets at Synergy Field. Out, outlier pitched an absolute gem to keep their the Reds out of that wild card spot. Um, and we thought Ken Jr. was just going to put us over the top. I mean, you had, you know, yeah. Ken, the outfield was Ken Griffey Jr., who was still in his prime, a young Adam Dunn who has more power than maybe anybody that's ever lived. And we thought Austin Kearns was going to be great. And we thought we had the best outfield in baseball for the next six, seven years. Obviously, it didn't work out the way anybody, including Griffey, would have hoped it did. Um, but, I mean – I have some really fond memories of Junior in a Reds uniform, man. That was, that was literally the best day of my sporting life is the day he was traded to Cincinnati.
0: Well, the funny thing is is that his dad, who also played for the Reds, played for the the New York Yankees for a little while. And Ken Griffey Jr., during that documentary last night, said, why, you know, the big story was he never wanted to play in New York. He he would come right out and tell you, you know, the, the Yankee fans wanted him to come to New York. Nope, nope, not coming to New York, not going to do it. Matter of fact, he made the comment one time, and then he reiterated it last night during that documentary. Had the Yankees been the last team in baseball to offer him a contract, he would have retired. And the reason he did not want to go to the Yankees was because of the way his father was treated as a Yankee, by George Steinbrenner. I guess there was an incident that happened when Ken Griffey Jr. was sitting in the dugout as a youngster. His dad was up taking some batting practice and one of the PR guys came into the dugout and said, nobody but team, team members are allowed in the dugout according to the owner. And they looked out onto the field and Craig Nettles son was Shagging grounders at third base with his dad right behind him and nobody said a word to him, but Ken Griffey Jr. had to leave the dugout and go back into the stands and watch from there. And he said from then on out he hated the Yankees and wanted nothing to do with them.
1: Can't say I blame him I hate the Yankees too, so um <laughs> well, it's just I think everybody hates the Yankees unless you're a Yankees
0: fan. Who?
1: um but, Go
0: ahead. No, in, in your mind, I mean, you brought it up, you know, that Ken Griffey Jr., you played on the little league fields that he played on, you played on the high school fields that he played on. In your, I mean, in your era, Blake, he was probably the Cincinnati kid. In my era, in Cincinnati, although I didn't grow up here, uh, it was Pete Rose. Was there any comparisons at the time or who was the guy? in Cincinnati. Was it Pete or was it Ken Griffey Jr.? Uh
1: no, actually I, I for the generation older than myself, I think it's definitely Pete. And it's not Griffey for me either. Um the guy that would be that the the Pete Rose second would be Barry Larkin. Um uh, Barry okay. Larkin is also a Moeller high school grad. Yep. Went to the greatest university in America, University of Michigan. No um, and played his entire career for the Cincinnati Reds. So Barry might even be more so than Pete um for one cuz he's obviously, you know, uh what what's the word I'm looking for? Scandal free. Um and Barry was the captain. Barry was the Barry Larkin was Derek Jeter before Derek Jeter knew who Derek Jeter was. Um yeah. He just happened to play on teams that weren't as good as the Yankees. If Barry Larkin played for the Yankees in the 90s, you'd be saying Derek Jeter who. He's the they're the same guy. Um and, you know, Jeter emulized, uh, emulated Barry and everything he did. He wanted to be just like Barry Larkin. That's why he went to Michigan. Derek Jeter wanted to be a red because of Barry Larkin. Yeah. Um, And that's definitely the guy from my generation who is the Cincinnati kid for sure. Um Jeter stole a little bit of that spotlight when he came back, but those two were the best of friends. I think it's funny, too, talking about the New York thing. It, it, and I obviously don't know Ken Griffey Jr. personally, but based on his – he, he was always had that outgoing fun personality on the baseball field, but outside of baseball, you've never heard anything about the guy, right? No. Like you don't hear about his family life. You don't hear about his, he's not on social media. He's not about building his brand. You don't his even know where he lives built, today. Right. Yeah. His brand was built because of how great of a baseball player he was and how much he, people uh could relate to him on the baseball field, but he never did the other stuff. Um, and that's, to me, you know, he might have hated Yankees, but he's not a New York kind of guy either. Um, he He's so quiet and reserved, and he just wants to play baseball and go home. But, you know, I think he wouldn't have fit there. The other crazy thing, and obviously we're a week out now from the last, you know, baseball documentary, the one about Sosa and McGuire, and mm-hmm. Junior was in it a little bit. Um, of all the people in that era – all the power hitters, he's the only one that there's no whispers
0: None. about sterile use. You're right. None. None at all.
1: And if he would have used, he probably wouldn't have got as hurt as much. Um, but yeah, he's the only guy that's kind of above that reproach to the fact that he wasn't a unanimous Hall of Famer is mind boggling. Um, it's people were ridiculous. He's, you know, what? The best players of eras should be unanimous Hall of Fame vote getters. It's yeah. th- that whole thing's a joke too. But it yeah, is. It's just yeah, Junior's just it, it, to me, he's one of the goats. He's one of he's. To, if I had to put my Mount Rushmore baseball, he's on mine because of when I was in, in my infancy of baseball fandom. I mean, you know, I went me and my family. I'll never forget. We drove. I think it was '96. Um We drove to Cleveland. My dad, you know, surprised me with. Tickets to go watch the Mariners play the Indians in Cleveland at, at the Jake. Yep. And, uh, and that was the year he broke his friggin' wrist. <laughs> and I didn't get to see him play. I was so pissed. <laughs> it,
0: it, what, how, how much has his legacy been tarnished because he played in Seattle and Cincinnati and not in a big name market?
1: I don't think any. I think the fact that if you look at the, he, Basically, I mean, they called the kingdom the house that Junior built, kind of like, you know, the house that Ruth built in New York. Um, Safeco Field actually was the house that Griffey yeah. built. Um, this, without Ken Griffey Jr., maybe you throw in A-Rod in there a little bit and Randy Johnson, Edgar Martinez. They had some, they had some good teams out there, but, uh, you know, he, he, he was still the biggest star in the game, despite where he played. You look at that now, it'd be like somebody from the Oakland Athletics being the biggest star in baseball. And it's – it just that's the good thing about baseball versus other sports. Market doesn't matter as much as it does in other sports. I think the only thing that really tarnishes Junior's resume at all is
0: his injuries.
1: That's the only thing that held him back from being maybe the greatest baseball player to ever live.
0: All right, I've got one more question for you, and this one's going to throw you off a little bit. But what baseball player right now, Blake – has the best life? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, my my answer came right away. As a matter of fact, the answer just popped into my head. Not not before I asked you this question, but I was thinking about this today. This guy has got the best life of anybody in Major League Baseball. And the minute I tell you who it is, you're gonna you're gonna agree with me. But let me get your comment first.
1: Well, let me hear yours, and that might change who <laughs> who, who I pick because I I don't have a specific thought in my head right now. I can name a bunch of different ones that I think are are pretty happy, but who, who is it?
0: This guy has got a 30 million dollar a year contract. He's a shoe-in Hall of Famer and his wife is absolutely gorgeous. Justin Verlander.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely <laughs> he's definitely up there. That's for sure. I mean being married to Kate Upton doesn't hurt. That's for damn sure. Um <laughs> Outside of him, I would probably say Trout. Um, not just because he's the best player in baseball, because he seems to do everything the right way. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's talked a little bit during this thing, but you don't hear much from him. He kind of he kind of keeps to himself. He he's a seems like a good New Jersey kid. I tell you, who else was really? I keep thinking about New Jersey. Who else just you could tell had a blast playing professional baseball? Todd Frazier, man. Todd Frazier yeah. was one of those guys that. Every place he went won because he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Um he, he's the kind of guy that makes every everybody else have fun. Um so he would be he would be up there for me too. You could just tell he just I mean, he we used to walk out to the Frank Sinatra music. Who else can pull that off?
0: Hey, two more quick questions for you. Really quick. I was watching some YouTube videos the other day of some some incidents that happened in Major League Baseball and there was one and I'm hoping you can remember who this was. Lou Pinella got into a fight when he was manager of the Reds with one of the players on the team in the clubhouse and it was caught on tape. Do you remember who that player was?
1: I don't off the top of my head for sure. I want to say Eric Davis, but I don't think it was, um, trying to think. Give me just a second. I'm going to look it up.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I I, I caught that Rob Dibble.
1: Yep. That's it, yep. And talk about a guy you didn't want to fight. <laughs> yeah. Lou is not a small man, but, but Rob Dibble was a, a steroid freak. So. But Lou
0: Pinella, boy, he was on top of Dibble like nothing. And I'll tell you what, if you look at this video, it's on YouTube. Uh, Penelope got the best of devil in that fight. It, it, was, it was a good one. Okay, finally, final question of the night. Are we going to play baseball or not?
1: God bless. I knew it was coming the whole time, and I'm still <laughs> not prepared to answer it. Again, I'll say, like I always do, I'm a constant optimist, man, and I have to think they find a way. I don't think there's a chance that Manfred at some point doesn't just say what they're going to do. Um, I don't think that the ownership's going to allow the, the product to get tarnished that much. I don't think, I mean, it's already been crushed so much that I think they know they've got to find a way to play. Um, hopefully it's, you know, with everybody on the same page, but it's probably not going to be. Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, I, I just don't know. I just really, really don't know what's going to happen.
0: Um, I'm, I'm going to go out on the deep end and say, nope, it's not going to happen. I I,
1: I, th- I think it's going to – the reason I think it's going to happen is because, like I said, I don't think baseball, the ownership, is going to allow it to not happen because they have the ability to mandate it. Um, they have the ability to go and say, this is what we're doing. Based on the March agreement, we're going to pay you your full freight. We're playing 60 games, and that's it. Yeah. They can do that. Um and I think they're going to at some point they're going to uh but I don't think it's going to be a good thing. I don't think it's going to be yeah. positive. I don't think there's going to be anything good that comes out of it, to be honest with you. I agree. Um
0: But we've been So, there, but we've been this way, you know, like I told you at, at the beginning of the show, status quo. We've been this way now for the last month.
1: Yeah, it felt like early last week after the meeting with uh with uh Manfred and um tony clark that we were moving in the right direction i mean seriously at this point the ownership said 60 games then they went to 70 and the players basically said no like when are the players going to make any concessions first it was all about money then they're saying well we're going to give you all your money now it's all about other things and it just never stops um yep I, again, I, and I started this, this whole endeavor strongly on the side of ownership. Then I moved strongly to the side of the players. I'm back on the owner side, man. I think, I think the players are almost like that caddy ex-girlfriend at this point that just doesn't want to agree with anything you say, no matter how much sense it makes. Um whether it makes full sense or not, they, the, uh, the owners come out and say, we're giving you full money. We're paying 162. We'll figure it out. Let's play. And the players, I think, are going to find some excuse to, to not agree to it. Yeah. It just just yep. doesn't make sense, man.
0: No, it, it really doesn't. I guess we'll find out next week what's going to happen, though, okay? Uh, well,
1: hopefully we know something by
0: next week. <laughs> I hope we so. Should,
1: we should be about six, seven, eight days away from starting baseball, and we're not even close. Yeah.
0: All right. We'll talk to you again next week, Blake. All right, Dave. That's going to do it for tonight's show. Thanks for joining us here on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show. For Blake Watson, I'm Dave Mitchell. Until next Monday night at 7 o'clock, join us then here on ultimatesportstalk.com. Good night, everybody.